Well, this is another episode of Black Coffee, and I'm here with my good friends, V and Kiki. And we have a very special guest with us today. We have Cito, also known as Ryan, from the Cito Way podcast. So why don't you tell us about your podcast, who you are, um, you know, shout yourself out. Oh. Uh... Well, you, I think you already told me who I am. Yeah, my, uh, my nickname is Cito. Uh, well, that's why everybody calls me, but my first name is Ryan. And yeah, my podcast is the Cito Ways Podcast. It's usually, it's based on, I have a, let's just say like a messed up or fucked up way of thinking sometimes. And, you know, sometimes I'm right. Sometimes I'm wrong, but I'm more than willing to have the conversation. And that's pretty much all it is about. Just me having a conversation about whatever great so hopefully you can give us some different perspectives during today's topic and today we're going to going to be talking about how to identify you know a toxic person in your circle in your life and how many chances do they get right like is it just they can do whatever they want or two strikes or three strikes they're out like how do you manage those relationships in your life Hi. Um, Honestly, this for this topic for me, I feel like it's a listening one because I I feel like I don't know I I wouldn't be able to completely besides like my significant other I wouldn't be able to really like cut out a toxic person in my life just because I feel like I have so much love for them that I'll just feel like I'll just I'll keep them like at a distance but I wouldn't be able to be like cut them out like completely like never speak to them again. I feel like this is a very listening. I have to listen to this conversation mostly. All right, so Kiki, I got a question then before you uh, choose to listen. Okay. Yeah. If the person is toxic, if you have a, you know a person, you have love for them, this answer, but they're toxic. Yeah. And you can't cut them off. Yeah. And you're going to choose to, you know, distance yourself from them. Yeah. Distance yourself is what, one month, a week, a year, a day? What would you call distancing? yourself i feel like distance myself as in like the communication won't be there as much as it was like um yeah like i don't know i'd probably be like instead of like say somebody like somebody in my family completely mm-hmm. betrayed me right mm-hmm. i just wouldn't i personally wouldn't invite them to any event that i was holding but like say if my mother was just like oh i invited so and so obviously they can come I just, I wouldn't go out of my way to include them into my life, if that makes sense. So you are cutting them off. Is that cutting off? Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's cutting them off. So I guess I I am cutting them off. You're just like, oh, if it's a a family function and you're family, I I can't control the family function. You got to be there. Don't mean I'm going to mess with you, but yeah. Yeah, Okay. I guess I am cutting them off. Yeah, I didn't think of it that way. You right. <laughs> <laughs> and at one point, I have a question as well, Kiki. At what point? Yeah. At what point would you say something is toxic for you to even consider to cut them off? Um, I to me, I feel like family is like such a. For me, I'm just bringing this to family. There is a family member who I I don't even consider them family, but apparently they are according to my mother. Um, like I, for me, is once you disrespect your family, like you're the mother that birthed you out of their hoo ha, 
out of their special place and she's okay. asking you for your help and you say no like to me I'm just like that's the ultimate that means you don't have respect I guess my line is once you start to disrespect me in a way that like there's no coming back from so I feel like mm-hmm. once you break that boundary of respect then I, I feel like I guess what you said I'm cutting them off mm-hmm. yeah. okay. I guess that's my line you disrespectful okay Thank you. No, that makes sense. I mean, I guess the same question for you guys. Like, what is your line for um, when somebody's toxic where you're like, I got to cut them off or deal with them however you deal with toxic people? Uh, I think conversation needs to be had. Like, one, I have, if it's like one of those things where, first, I have like a conversation with like, if we're like a group of friends, I'll have a conversation with the group because maybe I might be bugging. Maybe I'm not, you know, maybe that person's not really being toxic. Maybe I'm doing something wrong. Maybe I'm the one that's messing up. So I'll go and have a conversation with everybody. And be like, all right, listen, man, am I bugging or this person is doing this and a third? And like, let me hear your opinion about what's been going on. And if they agree with me, then I'll go and be like, all right, let me have a one-on-one with the person. Tell them how I feel. And if nothing changes and they still stay the same way at that point, I'll just be like, yo, listen, man, I already told you how I felt. You kept doing what you're doing. And then especially if the group of friends is like acknowledge, like, yeah, listen, man, you're doing X, Y, Z and that's messed up. Stop doing that. And they don't stop. Then, bro, you're getting cut off. So um, both of you got serious. So like, Ryan, you just mentioned with like friends, you're cutting them off. Mm-hmm. But what about relationship wise? Like relationships? That's easy. You're done. <laughs> once you're not yeah, my girl, like, you, once you're not my girl, you're not my girl. Like you just that's it. Like, or if like if I have a toxic girlfriend, right? Yeah, let's bring. Yeah, relationship wise. Oh, uh, that's that's usually like the battle of like the heart. Like sometimes, and I, I've been in that type of thing where I I was in a toxic relationship. It wasn't nothing like the person was physically hitting me, but it was more of it was just it was just I was just like depressed. Like it was I was I was so in love and thinking that, you know, maybe later on it's going to work out and this that, and the third. And I didn't know how much damage it was causing me until like my brain, my logical side was just like coming out through me where sooner or later you know my, my brain just kind of overrided the heart and then i just started you know reacting pretty much and yeah pretty much well she broke up with me because i i, I kind of kept it a buck then i said uh, i was being i was a little not little i was just being honest i wasn't being as emotional i was not trying to be nice just kept it a buck and yeah she broke up to me after that Okay. I think makes sense. At least you knew when to opt out. Yeah, but then it's just one of those things where it's like, even though I opted out, I was still emotionally invested in her. Like I was just still like, mm-hmm. so it was like it still took a toll. Like that. I, that's why I understand why sometimes people can't walk away from somebody, even if they're toxic and no good for them. Like I can understand why because it's not mentally. You know that they're no good for you but emotionally for some odd reason you're just attached to them yeah so but yeah in relationship yeah but friends yeah i feel like a toxic relationship it like 
significant other in a um, romantic relationship, I feel like that you you kind of have to rely on friends and family a lot because like Ryan said, your heart is so involved. You're not, in the beginning, you're not going to see that this person, one, is toxic. You're going to be like, you're going to stand up for this person. You're going to defend this person, all these things. And then until like, I guess it hits you like straight in the face where you're like, oh shit, I'm in a toxic relationship. Um, I feel like for me personally, like Ryan said, it would be hard to like, you know, leave, but I, I, because I say almost all this crap about toxic relationships, I feel like I would I would be such a hypocrite if I was to just walk away, you know? Yeah. Would you give it another yeah. shot? Would you yeah. give it another shot? Like, in like 10 years? Mm, no, nah, like... Or like, two months later? Yeah, yeah, like, y'all broke up. You was the one that broke up with him. He comes back, knocking on your door. He got, you know, one wish by Ray J playing in the background. <laughs> like, what a scene. <laughs> he got flowers. How He's in his that? knees. He's like, yo, baby, I know I messed up. I'm trying to do my, you know, I'm trying to be better. Like, but I need you in my life. Like, would you, are you going to take homie back? No. I, you know, I would prefer if I was just see him do like I don't need you to do all the extra and come to me and do all this. Like I, I rather would see like, oh my God, like I see on Instagram or I hear from the grapevine, oh my God, so and so is doing so amazing and like he really changed his life around and all this good stuff. And then maybe I'll hit you up after and be like, Wow, I really see that you grew up. But if you just come to my door, I feel like you're just trying to manipulate me at this point. To get back with you. God, wait, hold on. Why you got it? Why are you hearing from the grapevine? Like, how you gotta hear? It? And then you <laughs> so, so pretty much if you hear things that he's kind of changed, because I don't, I think change takes some time. You tell me in two months, homie yeah. changed. Homie did a whole one eighty, and now he's this wonderful. Now. No, that's what I'm saying. Like ten, like you said, two for me it'd be like the ten years. Like, oh, I hear uh, Jamal <laughs> is completely changed now, and. He had, like, you know, all these things that I viewed as negative while we were together has changed into a positive. So, and I'd be like, okay. Jamal right now, he, he's a priest right now. He's a, you know, he preaches to the kids <laughs> and all that other stuff. <laughs> Gives out turkey dinners and that. Uh, for, 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 for Good for Jamal. Dinners. Leave him hanging. Like, I'm sorry. I'll be that friend. I am that friend who's like, no, girl, no, no. Ten years, nine years, five years. I don't care. No. But they Jamal, Bidet. Jamal, you a preacher, you be a preacher at your church, amen. Like, you know, not, nothing against preachers, you know. I he's love a, a good preacher. church man. I a love a good guy. church man. He's a good guy now. Love he's a good changed. church man, but some of them could just be friends, you know. Maybe, yeah, they, mm-hmm. maybe we could think... be friends. <laughs> right. Just just you know, be friends. I do think that people can change. I don't oh think Lord. That, like, once this person, you are this person for life. You don't think that you changed out of ever as from the time you were 10 to the time you're 25. You don't think you've grown and changed. Okay, yes. I think there is yeah. such thing as there is such thing as good changes, and there's some things as some people I'm not even gonna say bad, but like there's just some negative changes that I feel like don't necessarily never, never change. change. Personally, I just feel like some negative things just don't always change and don't get me wrong that's my opinion there is probably a lot of people in the world who have done something negative and then they come back and they're 100% like 
a newborn, you know, Christian, just like how Ryan was saying, a preacher, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But I mean, there are probably people out there, but personally, I just feel like there there are certain things that like some people change from. That's why I'm kind of just like, okay, hesitant about changing, I guess. So you're like once a cheater, always a cheater. Uh, I hate to say it, but yeah. Okay. And people are probably, no one at me, whoever's <laughs> listening to this, I'm so sorry. And this is my opinion. <laughs> Do not judge me. I'm so sorry. But yes, so that's how I feel. Of traits, then. Okay. And I don't, and I don't, I don't, um, I mean, just, I mean, disrespect is definitely a big thing. Mm. I think Kiki mentioned that, um, disrespect. I mean, I think manipulation, personally, I think gaslighting, right. I think, um, abuse, emotional or physical. I think, um, a hundred percent agree I, with all that. I think assuming that I'm going to do something for you, because you're somebody to me. I don't all these things. The some I'm saying some all these things. I feel like there's so many different because something that's toxic for me not, might not be toxic for mm-hmm. you. So mm-hmm. I feel like it varies person to person. I think these like the things I said are general things that are just like toxic in general. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. say I was abused as a kid. This is not to you know just put it. Say I was abused as a kid. And I like you, I don't know, you find it funny to watch kids. I don't know. You find some type of abusive show funny and I'm like, no, I can't handle it. And you continue to play it. I feel like that's a toxic for your relationship, specific relationship because of the things that you've mm-hmm. been through. So he wasn't understanding pretty much. So, yeah. So I kind of want to... I guess kind of change the direction a little bit because it's really easy to identify. I, in my opinion, it's really easy for people to identify when they're with a romantic partner who is toxic, right? Because we tend to view our romantic partners as just disposable, right? So it's like, oh, whatever, like you may have broken my heart. I may feel bad, but I can find somebody else. They may not be you, but I can find somebody else who's going to make me happy. But why is it that you know, when we get into a family setting, right, they can have all of those same toxic traits that Kiki just named, right? They can gaslight gaslight you, manipulate you, take advantage of you. They can do it for so many years on end, but you don't necessarily see it as, as that, right? We, we, we tend to mask it as something else. Oh, it's, it's my sister. It's my brother. It's my mom. It's my dad. Like, I can't just, you know, say no. Or I can't just be honest with them and tell them that what they're doing is wrong or what they're doing is unhealthy. Why can't we, you know, build better relationships and kind of like break the curse within our family? But it's so easy to dispose romantic partners in our lives who could, who usually are challenging us to, to be better, you know? Um, like I said earlier, <laughs> like like I said, it's hard for me to do that for family like I said you know that's just like this is very a listening topic for me because I don't know how to do it <laughs> like um besides the where like honestly I drew the line 
with that non-family member family member but like in general I don't know how because it's like that's your mother well not to my mother's house like toxic but like that's your mother that's your father that's your cousin that's your brother like you want this person in life that's your family member you never want to lose them so how do you even like even build that bridge to have that communication with them I don't know so I, I'm listening to y'all answer on that one thank you <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think you know there when it when it when it comes to family, I think I do agree with Kiki. It is kind of hard to it. It's definitely hard to completely be like, oh well, that's my cousin. I can never, I can never like not talk to them. Yeah. So I think that is like that's a sticky situation. It's very hard because it's like my cousin, they're the one that I'm and I know they're toxic, but they're blood. So it's like, how could I turn my back on blood? Just turn around. Um I <laughs> I you know for... I'm helping you out here. I'm helping you out here. I'm helping you out here. <laughs> Um, no, I agree. When it comes to family, it's personally, I do think like there is, it's very hard for me. Family, like I don't, I try not to believe that people in my family are toxic. And I, and honestly, I love my family and I'm not even going to say, because I don't think anybody in my family is toxic, but like there could be somebody out there that I'm like, oh, you're so like, you're that type of person. But, um, I, just when it comes to family, I'm like, mm, I try not to, I wouldn't want anybody in my family to be that person, you know? I think it's also a difference between your immediate family. I would say no one in my immediate family is toxic. Um, of course, yeah, same here. Extended family, I feel like that's easier to handle and to identify. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Than... Like, I think well, it depends. Y'all talk again. <laughs> What do Ryan? What is your opinion on it? Like, why is it? Why do you think it's harder for most people to, you know, identify who's toxic, toxic, who's toxic in their family, and identify a toxic person, like you know, as like a romantic partner or something? Well, when it comes to identifying a toxic person in your family, sometimes, especially when you're younger, or sometimes the person that is toxic most likely has a position of authority so they probably been doing this for years and you did not you did not even notice it until now you're an adult and you're like hold up who are you talking to and then this is like you're like wait a minute why are you talking to me this way why are you acting this way why are you doing this and the third and it's one of those things where sometimes even the family allows this person to act this type of way like they just like oh that's just who they are and we're just gonna let them be. They 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 they're gonna be a whole toxic self, and everybody just deals with it instead of just like, oh no, he has to change his behavior. So at that point, like, um, when people just kind of like have that person in their family that's toxic, sometimes it just it's just that they just grew up that you know that person was the 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 you know the, the figurehead to a degree or something like that, like. You have people that are grandmas, you know, parents, uncles, aunts, nieces, older, older, you know, older brother, older cousin, and it's that third, and they just straight horrible people, and 
you couldn't do nothing because you were a kid and now you're an adult and they're 40 and you're 20 and they can't talk to you in no way anymore. They can't act this way. But back then you had to take it. But um, I, there's that. But then there's also um, once once you become an adult and once you see that there's a toxic person. Um, one thing I I told people is not that hard. Like yeah, yeah, making it more difficult than it really is. Cut them off. Like there's that person is toxic. There's no benefit. There is no family or not. There is no benefits with them being in your life. The only thing they're gonna do is just make you miserable. So why are you gonna keep that? Why are you gonna? Why is it so hard to let go of something that's not gonna benefit you? I feel like because you do certain things for other family members. Like I know, like the lady, we'll call her the lady. My grandma would love for the lady to participate in like our activities, but no one's gonna invite her to anything mm-hmm. because she's crazy. But I know that like some people still communicate with her because that's that wouldn't like make my grandma happy. And obviously I would love to make my grandma happy. So she the lady is still somewhat involved in the family of the lady anyways but like I feel like you do certain things for other members as well because it's like it's gonna make them happy and it's gonna yeah, benefit them it's gonna benefit them but it it's pretty much everybody else is gonna be pretty much mad that one person is gonna be happy mm-hmm. but everybody's gonna be mad because then she's gonna come act crazy act, be toxic and then the whole day is ruined but she got to be there though. Mm-hmm. And then 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 your grandma's gonna be like, Oh, I'm happy she's here, and then she ruins the night, and everybody's like, You see, this is the reason why we didn't want her to be here. Now I don't think like you know, I don't think she would ruin it. Like this lady's just cray cray as in the sense that she doesn't have a heart. Um but like this the it makes me happy to know that my grandma would be happy and see her face. To know that all of her kids were together, and because everyone else still gets together, it's just that crazy lady that no one likes, you know, there. So it would complete because my grandma's also old, so it would like you know as her you know last you know I'm gonna say her last raw, but you know toward the end of her last ones, it would make her happy to have all of her children together. But at the same time, I can't stand the lady. You're better than me. I'll I'll give you that. You're better than me because I'll be looking at my grandma like, yeah, she ain't pulling up. Oh, I'm not inviting her. (laughs) Who inviting her? Because I'm not. I'll be looking at people like, y'all invite? No, I'm not going to invite her. Well, grandma, you inviting her? Because the whole family's not with it. (laughs) Well, I'm going to still invite her. Okay. (laughs) When she leaves, that's when we come in. All right, that's what I'm telling you. That's what I was all I'm gonna say. What yeah. about you, um, D? How would you identify a toxic familial relationship, and how would you handle it? How would I identify? I mean, I identify by the way that person, by how they interact with other people, and how other people react to their interaction, I guess you can say. So most of the time, not most of the time, but if I know, if I recognize it consistently when this person interacts with other people and other people are having a negative reaction towards it, 
including myself. And I'm getting more negativity than I am positivity, then I know there's something about you that I need to start setting boundaries for myself. Because there is, you know, a lot of times in my life where I would look at myself like, what am I doing wrong? Right? Like, especially when I was younger, I would look at myself and ask myself, what am I doing wrong? Why isn't this, why is this person treating me this way? Or, you know, why are they all constantly yelling at me? Or whatever the case may be. And um, kind of touching on what Ryan said, when you're an adult and you kind of get a little taste of what other people's family interactions are like and um, different influences, then you kind of form your own opinions as to what's healthy and just what is not healthy. And uh, once I identified that, then I knew that I had to, and, and it's not always cutting off. Like people associate cutting off with, I'm never talking to you again. But um, I set boundaries. Like, I, don't get me wrong. Like my family, of course, I'm still, I still love my family. I still have an open door. Like if you ever need anything, you know, reach out to me and, and whatever the case may be. But just understand that our interactions are not going to be the same as maybe they were before. And um, that just became important to me because I know I want to start my own family. And I know if I saw someone else treat my kids the way others may have treated me in an unhealthy way, I wouldn't allow it. And the fact that I wouldn't allow them to treat me that way for myself, I'm not going to then learn that behavior from, from those toxic people to then, you know, expose it to my children through me. So I feel like if you don't cut it off early enough, you don't start setting boundaries, you may say to yourself, oh, I'm never going to be like that person. But subconsciously, you're learning their behavior. So you end up just doing it anyway. So that's why I, I think that even though it's hard sometimes in your family, they may get, they may feel a type of way or whatever, but um, I'm just not with enabling any type of toxic behavior, especially if I know it's going to be damaging people that I'm going to bring into this world. Like that's not happening. So there's, that's just how I, I tend to deal with it and, and then why it's kind of important for me to identify both inside of my family and outside. Okay. Are there levels of toxicity? I was gonna sorry. I was gonna yeah, ask you, like, is there levels of toxicities? Like is it you know, is this like a zero to ten? Like is there are there yeah. things that yeah, you know, the person just you know, you're just a tad bit, you're just like on a toxic scale, you're a one or two to three. Like are <laughs> if they're like from like a zero to three, are you willing to have them in a the cookout or family events and this that and there? Like what level is like a no? Being toxic is being toxic in my personal Same. Life. I was life. just about poison to say is poison is poison. So, yeah. I feel like I feel like there's no I feel like there's no um there's no level. I feel like personally, I just I don't think there's a level to it. It's like you're toxic, you're toxic. That's like it it is what it is. Like there's no one, you're invited, two, you're not like no no no. no. You're toxic. You're toxic. That's that's it. Personal. I mean, I I think there are levels Agreed. to it. Because if there were no levels to it, then we would all treat toxic people the same way. It wouldn't even be the question on why we treat people like why is it so easy to cut cut off a toxic friend or a boyfriend and girlfriend, but you can't cut off a family member or whatever. Like I I think I don't think it's I think it's the amount of love for the person. Like I don't think there's level because like the same person, like say you're okay. Say 
your partner was physically abusive, right? But you know your uncle is physically abusive to your aunt or something or other. You're going to still talk to your uncle. Well, I mean, some people might still talk to their uncle, but you might end your relationship with your abusive partner. It's the same type of abuse, but I feel like the love and the connection is a different type. So it's harder. Like it's like we had a discussion for some people like me. It's harder to cut off family than it is to cut off regular um, platonic um, or I guess that's romantic. Kiki, you, Kiki, you <laughs> was you was wild. You're telling me if I know my uncle's out here beating his wife, I'm gonna still be cool at homie. Yeah, I'm be like, yo. There's a lot and of people I, and who I, and are that's like the thing. they're wild. And then if I, I'm especially sorry. if I'm the one that's in a, if I'm the one in an abusive relationship, and I'm nah, I'll be the first one okay. to be like, yeah, bro, you you wild. You ain't doing that, like. I personally feel like a toxic family member is more detrimental than having a toxic partner or friend because I feel like, okay, hold I'm on, not, sorry. I'm not, um, I'm not, I feel like when you have a, a toxic family member, I feel like they have more influence. Like there's a bigger pool of people that you're influencing and that's more people that you're sending out into the world to do this, this toxic behavior. And when you don't have somebody in your family to say hey listen like we love you to death it's like having an intervention right you have somebody in your family who's on drugs or whatever mm-hmm. you see that what they're doing to themselves is detrimental to both their health and detrimental to the relationships they have and it's like we love you a lot like we care for you we love you like we really would do anything for you but this is just not healthy you cannot treat people like this or you cannot do this to yourself like you can't do it like how can we help you be better you know what I'm saying? I feel like when we don't have those conversations I, in our family and we kind of just like, well, yeah, you know, when, when they're not around, we talk about how the uncle did this and does that. And when they come around, we're like, oh, hey, how are you? How's the wife? Oh, is she still at home recovering? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why, why enable? No, I completely agree with what you're saying. I'm not saying I disagree. What I'm saying is for the levels of toxicity where, like, I don't I don't think there's level toxicity. I just think that we handle different. If I feel like your connection with that person then defines how you handle what, like the person. So I don't think there's different levels of being toxic. I just think that there's different levels of relationships where you're just like, oh, I'm going to still include this person in my life. And you might still have the conversation or you're just going to cut them off. Like, I feel like that's the levels and not toxicity in general. That you guys understand what I'm saying. So, being toxic, there's no levels, but your relationship or your love for that person, I think that's. I mean, I personally think there's both. I think there's both levels to being. And, you know, now that we're having the conversation, like, I almost don't want to say everything is toxic, but just say, like, you know, there's different levels to being unhealthy and what's like an unhealthy type behavior because I can use something small as, like, my sister, right? Let's say my sister constant like every week she asks me for five dollars like every week she knows that she yeah. has to pay her phone bill and hypothetically it's five dollars and every week she's asking me for five dollars right now I know if I keep on giving her this five dollars she's no longer going to be self-sufficient she's going always going to always rely on me to give her that five dollars right that's unhealthy and then me giving her the five the five dollars I'm not allowing her to be a self-sufficient, independent person. Now, if I die, 
she don't know what to do, right? I didn't teach her how to be somebody on her on her home, um, of her own, right? To me, that's unhealthy, but it's something small. But then you have somebody in your family, you know, God forbid, who's molesting your little cousin. Like, that's that's huge, right? So I do think there's levels to it, to unhealthy behavior, but I still think enabling it does the same thing. You're not allowing this person to change. I agree. For the better. I agree with the unhealthiness, but maybe I need to look up the definition of toxicity because I don't, I agree like a hundred percent. Like there is a way where both situations that you mentioned are super healthy. Do I feel like the second scenario you were talking about, God forbid molesting, I feel like that's, I mean, again, maybe I have to just look up the definition of toxicity because um, that I feel like is more of the toxicity rather than, okay, yeah, you're enabling your sister for the, you know, money and stuff like that. That I just feel like, I mean, it's unhealthy and it's probably, or maybe it just, it depends on the situation for me too, because that I would just be like, oh, it's just annoying. Like it's super annoying. Like why I, that I have to give my sister two dollars, whatever, $5 every month, you know, that I wouldn't, I wouldn't second guess it type thing personally. I wouldn't think to where it, it is unhealthy. Yes. But I wouldn't overthink it to where it's like, Oh, that, wow. That's like so toxic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's why yeah. I said having the conversation now, I wouldn't say everything is toxic. Yeah. Right. So just throwing out that word so loosely, yeah. that's why I said now I would say this specific behavior is more unhealthy than another specific type of behavior. Right. Mm-hmm. So enabling is still enabling whether or not you know, you're doing it. You can be, like I said, just something small as not allowing a person to learn how to be self-sufficient. Or it can be, like I said, your uncle could be, God forbid, molesting somebody in your family. And somebody may know it, but they're still allowed to go on. What about um? Right. sometimes uh, people are uh, a little bit sensitive to things? Because I've, I've heard this. I've been called like, oh, you know, Ryan, you're toxic. And it was only the reason I was being toxic. They was like, oh, you're toxic. was just because to them, I was being negative. And all I was doing them was just giving them a dose of reality. And they felt like it was negative. Like, let's just for the sake of argument, somebody's unhealthy or this and the third or they're eating bad. And, you know, they're whining and this and the third. Like, oh, I'm gaining weight and this and the third. And I'm like, yo, man, you're gaining weight because you eat too much. You're fat. Like <laughs> control the control your you know your 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 caloric intake. Do you know go to the gym, go walk, go do that. Like you don't gotta go lift up weights. And they was like, oh, you're being toxic. Why are you gonna call me fat? I was like, no. I was like, I'm calling you fat because that's your reality. I was like, you want me to sweeten it? You want me to sweeten it for you? Because if it's gonna sweeten it for I you, think- you're not gonna listen. You're not gonna learn anything. I think it goes back to, I think everyone um, has a different definition, or I wouldn't say different definition, but has different things that are toxic to them. So maybe you calling them fat, maybe as a kid, that's what they heard all the time, and they view it as like abuse because they got that from whoever said it to them. So that word fat was a trigger for them. So to you, it's just like, I'm just telling you like it is, like, because I'm your friend, obviously, I'm going to be honest with you. But to them, it was just like it brought them, it reverted them back to a time where they were in this toxic, toxic situation. So then it was like they took it as a negative thing. 
instead of you trying to help them. I agree with what Kiki said. I agree. Um, it possibly could have came off a little bit nicer, Ryan, but um, <laughs> personally, I agree with what you said. I agree 100%. Like what you meant to say, I what you said, I agree. Maybe possibly could have been a little nicer rather than fat. Maybe like you're a little chubby around the edge. Something, you know, nah. something to like lighten the, the something to lighten it a little bit. But I do get what you're saying. I just think it came off as, well, like Kiki said, like it could have been like offensive from something in the past. And but it's was it? Mm. And then also I agree, as you said, like I do think nowadays personally that everybody is very emotional. Mm. Like it just feels like as the years go on, literally everybody takes the smallest thing to a hundred. Mm. And it's so hard to even communicate with some people because it's like, you, you know, are they going to take it the wrong way? Or, you know, it, are is it going to ruin a relationship because something like this, I called them fat, you know? I don't know. So. Well, Ryan, I agree with you. Sometimes it's hard. I don't, I don't say things nicely either, so I get it. You think you're being a nice person by expressing the, blunt the truth, truth, and they're getting the blunt what truth. you're being honest I, with I prefer them. that. But um, yes, I just think that in today's society, um, oh, no, I believe you. <laughs> you I believe it's it's needed. <laughs> so, I believe that I can understand the whole coddling and this that, and the third, and I think it's necessary. But before the coddling comes. Where I see where more, you know, humans are very receptive of is you will remember all the negative things that I've done to you. And you will quickly forget all the good things that I've done for you. Like where people like, oh, like, like that old saying, oh, people right. only remember the bad things you do to them. Like they never remember the good. Mm -hmm. So when I go and I tell you. Listen, my man, I want you to remember that I told you this, but I'm also telling you, yo, bro, you fat, like you gotta lose weight. Yo, there's many things you can do. Like you don't gotta eat, like yo, there's many things you there's things that you like that you can still eat, but you just can't eat a whole plate. You can have a, like a little small cereal bowl, like you can still eat that, but you can't eat that much. You gotta watch your calories because if not, yo, you're gonna have that tummy still out. Like, I'll make a joke out of it. I'm still calling you fat. I'm still calling you obese. I'm still gonna tell you what it is, but is is when you walk away from it, you you be like, yeah, but damn, why you gotta call me fat though? And I'm be like, cause my man's that's what you are, and that's something that you gotta admit yourself to as well. I think I agree with you a hundred a thousand percent. <laughs> I agree a thousand percent. I just think that. Some people mm -hmm. are not mm -hmm. ready to hear it at that moment, if that makes sense. Like, some people are just, they can't handle it at that moment. And it's something I'm working on. I agree with you. It's something I'm working on, personally, where it's just like, you. yes, what you're saying is 100% true and right, but now you saying that could now ruin your relationship because they weren't think, ready to hear I, it so I'm gonna I'm going to agree with, with Deja on this one, though, because... I do believe that you can get your point across strongly with using some tact. Like, you don't have to say you're fat, so mm -hmm. you need to stop eating that. Like, you don't have to say that. I, I believe it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Say it, agree. And mm -hmm. I feel like you can just tell some person, like, straight up, like, I'm going to tell you the truth. 
the reason why you're gaining so much weight and you're overweight at this moment is because you're eating too much. Mm-hmm. Like to me, like saying you're fat and assertively saying you're eating too much and it's unhealthy, you're overweight. Like that to me is just it like it would have the same effect in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? I know somebody told me, yo, you're fat. Like to me, you're not trying to really be helpful. You're trying to be disrespectful. And you're trying to to add some type of shock value to what you're saying, but you could have said that in a more, you know, like I'm trying to help you and I care about you type of manner. Because for me to be like, oh, I'm just say however I want to whoever I want, I I would be hypocritical in, in saying that Donald Trump is <laughs> harmful oh, to gosh. the relationship that we have to all these other countries. Because as soon as he opened his mouth, somebody made a us. Like you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's just like I, I nah, I'm not gonna. I think you can definitely say something with some tact. You don't gotta just always be like you know, oh, you fat, or you a hoe, or whatever. Like, I don't know. It's just hard. Because, you know, that, as you guys know, I am working on that, because, one, my facial expressions tell you already how I'm feeling, and two, I'm just going to say how I feel. Um, It's hard, because just, like, you should know, because I love you, that I'm not saying it in a mean way. I'm just saying it so you know. You know? It's, it's for me personally it is hard to just be like oh you just because clearly you didn't hear me the first time when I said it so now I feel like I have to say it again and I mean I understand what you guys are saying and I am working on it but from the this perspective on my side at least it's hard because I'm just telling you because I feel like our relationship is there do you trip off the gun when you do that, like, is it like the first thing that, you know, let's say your friend, he, he comes to you and he's, you know, he's old, overweight and this and that. Do you just come up to him and be like, yo, my man's you fat? Or is it like after like the fourth or fifth time he comes up to you? No, it'd be like, okay, okay. For example, mm-hmm. I'm a little chunky, chunky, oh, right? I've been chunky, chunky for a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. I, I know myself that I'm chunky, chunky, right? Then I, I'm okay with my friends mm-hmm. like, yeah, Kira, you little chunky chunky, because it's true I'm a little chunky chunky. Not everyone has my mindset. So in my head, when somebody comes to me and it's just like, yo, I'm fat right now, and they are fat right now, and be like, yeah, boy, I'm in the same spot with you. Like, we fat fat. I, like, I, I'm assuming you're ready though. to hear it. So we that is it. Well, the person already <laughs> set up the conversation, one. And then two... Like now you're making like uh you're making it more lighthearted. You're like, oh yeah, you know I'm fat, fat. I'm you fat, joined in fat. Like that's <laughs> different, right? And then, but that's not the same. I just be like going yeah. to somebody like, yeah, you're fat. Like if I would have just came up, like if I would have just showed up to Kira's house one day and I was like, Kira, <laughs> you're fat. Like you're you're really fat. That that but that's, that's what no, you come up to me. If you come up to me. Com- you're fat. If you, you come up to me life. complaining about your weight and why is it like this and this and the third, I'm going to look at you, especially if it's like the second or third time. I'm going to look at you and be like, yo, my man's. Didn't I tell you the first time? Didn't I tell you the second time? Like, yo, my man's, you fat for a reason. Look how you eating, my guy. Pull down, put down the chips. Yo, listen, spinach tastes good. Like, you can still eat chicken. You don't need to do all this. Like, yo, my man's, you could. There's a lot of things you can do, <laughs> but don't come up to me crying that you fat. When there's a lot of things, but then some, some I was just to say this. Sometimes, okay, that's oh. sometimes people will come to you wanting you to coddle them, but they don't want to change. They just want you to make them feel secure. Mm-hmm. 
And that's one thing that will piss me off. If you come to me with the same problem the third, the fourth, the fifth time, and I coddle you the first, second, third time, by the fourth time, I'm not coddling you anymore. Because at that point, I'm like, yeah, my man, you don't really have a problem about you being fat. You just have a problem because it's your reality and it's not something that you want, but it's something that you can accept. But just for today, you can't accept it. And you want me to help you accept your fatness. And uh, trust me, bro, I'm not going to do that for you. You fat, son. I agree. <clears throat> I, no, I sorry, go ahead. Like, there's a, oh, like I said, there's a difference. If somebody comes, like, if, okay. Now, if I was to just go up to somebody who was a little mm-hmm. overweight and ask them, you fat, <laughs> all right, now you're dragging it. Like, you're doing, you're doing a lot. But if the person came up to me and was talking about their weight, and they were, like I said, because I'm also in the same position with them, I probably would bring myself into and be like, yo, like, we could do it together. Like, we fat, fat. Like, let's work through it. But I wouldn't go up to, uh, now, if it was a random person, if, like, my friend just randomly, like, I just went up to my friend and be like, yo, Z, you fat. Okay, I'm just being. But then it's also like you know who you're talking to, right? So like, within us, like for us to talk to each other, like oh yeah, you gained weight, like you know you're fat, fat, whatever. But then like if I were to talk to personally, like some other friends, and I were to say something like that to them, it's like oh, Dej, damn, you're being like mad rude, or you know. But I guess it depends on also how I deliver it to them too, you know. And they'll probably be like, oh, like, mm-hmm. damn, Dej, like, that was, that was harsh, you know? But as within us, it's like, you know, Kira would take it totally fine if I was like, ooh, we are gaining weight. Like, but I would do the same thing, like what Kiki said. I would pot, like, if somebody did say, like, oh, no, I'm gaining weight or whatever, I'd be like, oh, same. Let's hit the gym together. Like, let's, you know, go on a diet. Like, let's do, you know, like, make it fun for both of us. Because I know I'm trying to do that so we could do it together. But you're willing to change. Mm-hmm. Like you're willing to, ex- you're willing to accept the fact that this is what you are right now. You're not happy with it. Yeah. And especially if you have a friend that's going through the same thing. Hey, let's make this a group activity and we're going to walk these stairs or we're going to walk 5,000 steps or 10,000 steps today. We don't even got to live up a dumbbell. We're just going to watch what we eat. And that's what y'all going to agree to do for the next month or two. And y'all do that for a whole two months, and then y'all drop about 20 pounds. Y'all w- are willing to make the change, but some people aren't willing to do that. That's true. Yeah. So after a while, is it just like you give up on that person? Oh. And you just call them fat and just be like, oh, yeah, you're fat? Like, <laughs> like after a while, it's like, how do you how do you have that conversation with them? You're not pulling up to you me know? the ninth time, the tenth time, and I'm not going to have the, I'm not going to have the same patience for you. You, yo, man, bro, mm-hmm. you fat. Don't come with me with this. I spoke to you this day, that day, other month, last year, this year. Nah, my man's you fat. Like, it's this. It could have been the same thing right. if somebody was skinny. It could have been, it, bro. You could have done so many things to change all that. Yo, bro, you too skinny. Yo, bro, I'm skinny. I'm trying to muscle up. Yo, bro, have you gone to the gym? Have you done some push ups? Have you been eating more than you that you need to eat? Like, you would have got the same energy in whatever case of you. Yeah, I feel like, Ryan, I feel like with your responses, it's going to be like the first time it's going to be like that. And it's going to be like that the 10th time, too, with all your responses. Whereas, like, I feel like for me personally, like, I would be like the first time I'd be like, oh, OK, let's do it together, whatever. If you come at me the fifth time, girl, bye. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I won't even call you fat. I would just be like, go by. <laughs> 
I would immediately just dismiss the whole conversation because I just I don't have the energy after the after the second time I just don't no, have the energy. The first time I'm, I'm gonna work with you. The first time I'm gonna be like you know I'm gonna throw a magazine articles. Yo, this is what you can eat. Listen, man, watch this YouTube guy. Like I'm gonna help you out. If I see there's no change and I see you with a burger the next day, the first thing I'm gonna do is like, bro, we spoke about this. Put the burger down. Matter of fact, no. I, yeah. Matter of fact, only eat half the burger. Give me the other half. No, you can't eat the fries. Right. <laughs> give, me the, give me the half the burger. Give me the half the fries. All right, there you go. No soda. I had sugar. That's too much. We're going to do this little by little bit. And uh, I'll fuck yeah. with him at that point. <laughs> That's what I'll do. <laughs> I'll do. So. But to Ryan's point, I don't think, I don't think in general you saying like you need to lose weight or blah blah, blah is toxic. I think that like mm-hmm. you guys said, delivery could be toxic and um to the point that I think that in today's society you do have to watch how you say things, Agreed. what you say and who you say it to. Agreed. Right. Toxicity toxicity. Did I say it right? <laughs> Wait, yeah. how much time we have? I, I had another question. I just wondered, but I don't know if you're about to finish it now. Yeah. What's your question? Uh, when it comes to, because I know there's that whole um, toxic male toxicity, something like that. I, there's even, a, oh. uh, there's a word for it. I forgot what it's called. Like, what is a toxic male masculinity? I guess what it is. Like, there you go. I guess that's the word. Oh, toxic masculinity. What is the male version and what is the female version okay. of that as well? I think... Oh, yes, there is. Is there a female version of it? Yeah, me neither. I, I mean, I'm not educated on that. Uh, I feel like I could be wrong. Opinion. This is not going to be like an actual definition. This is going to be I was going to give my whole <laughs> government name. <laughs> my opinion. Um, I think that, you know, um, male toxic- toxicity is like, like for example, like mansplaining or when a man tries to mm-hmm. um, dismiss or ignore a woman's opinion, presence. Based on what factors. Like she's, she's, irrelevant she's irrelevant on one factors. And that's my basic understanding. Just like say mm-hmm. a simple example. Dang. Y'all watch girlfriends? I don't know. Anyways, but this is the first thing that came mm-hmm. <laughs> was like what like if we're in a board meeting and you know it's all men and I say this one thing like, oh, I think that we should paint this paint the wall blue, right? Because this that, and the third. Everyone ignores me and then Bob next to me says, I think we should put like paint the wall blue. And everyone's like, yeah, Bob, that's such a great idea. Like, why didn't we think of that? Knowing that I just said that, he just stole my deal. He gets the credit and I don't get to progress in my career because of the stupid wall is blue because mm-hmm. Bob said it and no one listened to me. Pretty much your opinion, like, like, like in the sense of your opinion or your ideas. In my didn't opinion. really matter. Yeah, it didn't, matter, didn't matter. Just 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 because you were a woman. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
or just the environment at work if we're sitting here talking about penises and who I asked last Tuesday because she's hot and then she's not and like all that stuff just that energy that vibe you know is not yeah. it um from, from what I've kind of like read That's about it briefly are like you know like little memes that I see about it it's like um another example in addition to what he said would be like you telling your son man up don't cry men don't cry Mm, um saying like you know or or maybe you're depressed or something like that and you're like what do I need to talk to the therapist for like I'm good like I'm a man like I'm gonna get through it like things like that are um being or having like toxic masculinity um sometimes people you can even say like when guys may use the word pause like that can be toxic because like if you go to give your your um your guy friend a hug or something like that you're like whoa hold up chill like that's gay like that's being kind of like you know toxic or whatever stuff like that where like you that's one thing i never understood why you can't give your friend a hug I never understood that. Like, why? I don't know why some men are like that fear of anything that's too close to being like you know homosexual. They just like, oh, they feel like you. They just being a little bit too gay. They just whoa, you like, like whoa, push you like, bro, that's a little bit too close. Like, I'm like, oh man, you better it's not that serious. Bro. I think my opinion is that they're not secure in their sexuality and they're, they're anything that can damage or make it look like they're not completely straight, they need to prevent from happening. So I think for them, them hugging another man, it's like their ego, their masculinity, masculinity their sexuality is very fragile. So they don't. I don't know, I don't know how these men are being raised. All right, then what about the women version or the female version of it? No. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the word version be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She needs yeah, to Google again. Yeah, because I don't really know. She needs to Google. Why? Well, I guess it would be the opposite of of toxic masculinity, <laughs> like what telling girls like uh yeah like too emotional or or like Wait, too emotional. I don't know. Telling a girl to cry about everything or something. I I don't oh, mean, I don't know. Oh, I've never heard of like. I guess I can like I feel like it'd be like oh girls girls can't play with race cars. But okay, that toxic yeah, Mex- well, that that that's that's or, like something a guy will tell a woman. I'm talking about in a sense of what is something that it's toxic that a woman does to a man. No, well I mean it's not not masculinity. Toxic <laughs> masculinity is not just only what they do to women. It's how they view themselves as men. What about yeah? When, when now the roles in reverse, what is it for yeah? Like, what is it something that women do to men that is toxic? <laughs> yeah, perfect. Game. Oh, okay. Uh... Does it even exist at this point? It looks like I, it's just, I honestly, yeah. I'll Google it. Y'all, like, y'all, y'all making it sound like yo, what I, I just made up a new word. <laughs> like, I'm about to trademark this. So let's see. So it says toxic femininity. Um, where did it just go? It's pretty much like using your your gender 
I guess to your okay. So toxic femininity is when women use their gender to obtain certain privileges. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought of that, like just being like a man. Hold on, hold on. A man does not have to pay oh, for that. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I just... what that? No, I'm saying no. I'm saying for this example, is that what it is or no? A man should hold the door for a woman. We'll like, have that woman get mad at me like <clears throat> the door, sir. Be a kind gentleman and hold the door for me while I walk in. Looking at her like your two arms work perfectly fine. Open the damn door. Yeah, so it doesn't say like necessarily that toxic femininity is like most harmful to men. It's women being toxic to other women. Oh, so which is the same thing with mass with with toxic mm-hmm. masculinity. It's like other men portraying that other men should act a certain way. So it's like pretty much like when women be like, "Well, you know, boys will be boys," and just because they well, in the no. sense of they allowed men to act a certain way, and they're allowing they're pretty much other women are like, "No, it's okay for them to do that just because they're men." No. No, I think it's more like that girl has on pink. He's just hanging at that point. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess when you talk about it that way. So, yeah, like women, we always kind of experience that, right? Like women can be really catty. Like they'll just be like, oh, I don't like her. Why? I don't know. I just don't like her. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's, I guess, what toxic femininity is. Like, um. That's what I got. Nah, me is more on. So I'm gonna say yeah. Like just pretty much (laughs) on. In a sense of like, oh, um, a girl's not able to play with a a race car. She's supposed to play with a doll because that's what girls do. And it's like, no, women can play with a a girl can play with a race car just as much as a boy can play with a doll. And allowing certain stereotypes to remain. Like, oh, a woman, a woman's not yeah, supposed to be working. Your man's be... supposed to be working. You're supposed to be home being a housewife. That is what a woman's supposed to do. So it's like certain stereo, keeping a stereotype, or I guess that's what it is. Keeping a stereo, allowing a stereotype to remain. That's right. I mean, D, how do you, how did you interpret it as what like what example? I think she went to the bathroom. D. <laughs> so, how about her D? But yeah, I feel like you guys, this was like a very interesting topic. Um, Ryan and D, you guys definitely opened my eyes so I was thinking about things a little bit harder when it relating to you know toxicity and. You know, especially now, Ryan, you open my eyes, especially, like, how do I treat other women? You know, how can I, instead of tearing down women, how can I lift them every day so I consciously uh-huh. work against That's reality. Um, toxic <laughs> femininity? That's a... Yeah. Well, on, yeah well, on my list of things. Yeah, I've, I've learned a couple on. of things here, or taught a couple of things that's uh, certain things i already like known i'm just like okay 
it's good to know that I was right. <laughs> or as people are like-minded. Yeah. I also, too, like I had this conversation on my podcast, but um, I also want to have for our next episode or in the future sometime, I do want to have a conversation about, I guess, the toxic behavior between, you know, woman to woman. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of us, especially between cultures, like, I feel like there's still a, a disparity between what it means to be a Black woman and our, our experience as Black women and then women of other cultures, like in the Hispanic community, um, can say in the Caucasian community, whatever. <laughs> I never call it that, so it's just weird. It's weird to say it like that. Um, and then even with I don't know, like the Asian community, not even like how do we as women interact, and why do we always feel like you know one is better than the other? You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's a good conversation to have. Yeah, and definitely like I'm. There's a picture on my wall where I have like, um, you know, my closest high school friends. Well, some of them close high school. And it's like Asian, black, black, Indian. And I just love that picture. I'm like, look how diverse we are. So I love all these people, all these different backgrounds. Yeah. And we still love each other. Okay. But to your point, I have it. I love that picture. Oh, that's cute. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I would love to have that topic because especially after like piggybacking off of this topic of like what is female um, femininity, toxic femininity and how personally how I can work on you know work against that every day I feel like that's um, a yeah. great topic to help further me on that journey oh, it was a pleasure ladies I, me I have to I go I have to go take a shower and watch a fight it was a pleasure doing a podcast with y'all the black coffee yeah, yeah. Well, come back anytime I'm welcome. I'm welcome I'm, I'm, I'm not toxic I'm welcome I'm good anytime. I can see the I, the other family members don't got no problem with me. Grandma You're wants welcome. to see me. <laughs> I'm invited and everybody's happy to see me. Okay, good. That's all I need. <laughs> Got to make sure. <laughs> Got to make sure. All right. <laughs> She's a player. Oh, man. Oh, yes. I, I hope, hope your player wins. Your fighter wins, I should say. <laughs> yes, you know. <laughs> you guys are not watching the fight, if you couldn't tell. Um, but... <laughs> you're welcome you're welcome but thanks for joining us we appreciated it and i'm just gonna like end it like black oh, yeah. coffee no um follow us on follow. social media facebook instagram at black coffee pod and um you can follow the c2a podcast at the c2a yep, podcast the C2A on Instagram, and you can check out his episodes and our episodes on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all of your favorite listening platforms. And thank you guys for joining us again, and we will talk to you on the next Deuces. episode. Oh, I gotta go take a shot. I, I don't know where they do that. All right, take care, y'all. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll text Dave. Bye, Ryan. Enjoy your fight.